Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamash, and God, I've been dreading this topic because I thought we would turn around, we would kind of see some results, but it ain't happening. We got to talk about it. State of Chelsea Football Club, the team that I support in the Premier League, um, which right now they're in the Premier League, but the way they're going... They might be in the championship by the end of the year and be relegated the way things are looking right now. Um, this is on the back of a loss to Tottenham Hotspur, a team that Chelsea historically dominate. Whether they're good, they're bad, or they're ugly, Chelsea always has Tottenham number. But the way things are going this year, under the management, uh, the manager, I would say, it's par for the course. Chelsea just... They've become Charity FC. You know, it's a joke on Twitter. It's a joke online. But anybody and everybody that's struggling, having issues, they come play Chelsea and they figure out what to win and they look good. This isn't a shot at Tottenham because they played well. They deserve to win. Chelsea have no business winning any game right now. We can't even score a goal. You can't even win a game if you don't score a goal. And I can't remember the last time Chelsea scored a goal. Oh, wait, that was a Jao Felix goal early in February. Off an Enzo Fernandez cross. And that's the only goal Chelsea have scored in February. Like let that sink in. One goal for an entire month of football. And things just seem to get worse and worse. It's like oh my goodness. I didn't you know. I guess Tottenham losing Tottenham isn't bad. Tottenham has been playing really well under their interim manager. With Antonio Conte getting better. And recovering. Hopefully everything is going well with him. But. This is Chelsea. Like, what are we doing? It's unbelievable how bad they are. Like, I can't remember a time. I've been following them for about 10, 12 years. You can say I'm a casual. You can say, you know, I'm a bandwagon, whatever. It's never been this bad. It was pretty bad with Mourinho. It was bad with Sarri for a little while. We finished 10th, you know. But it's never been this bad. Like, I can't, I can't honestly recall. The, I don't know. We had a win this year. And I can't recall who it was because it's been so long since Chelsea won a game or even look remotely dangerous. Like, we don't even look dangerous going up front. Forget the fact of winning a game. We don't even scare the opposition into doing anything. Let's talk about the players first, right? Kai Havertz keeps getting all this time up top. He's not clinical enough. He can't finish chances that he gets. And sometimes... When he has opportunities, he decides to go to the wing. He decides to play the ball back. And he, he's, you know, wrongfully or rightfully, he's more of a cam than he a central attacking mid, for those who don't know. He's more of a cam than he is a striker. And we've played that experiment too many times. And what's insanity? Keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. And playing Kai Havertz as a striker when he's cl not been clinical probably his entire career because he's probably more of a creating midfielder who can go up there and play center forward or striker but he's not a striker and the one striker we have on our team who's experienced now we do have Dotaro Fofana but he's young he's 21 years old you got to give the guy some time I'm not expecting him to come in and light the world on fire the one striker we have is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and he's run out of favor with the manager he doesn't get to play he was the guy that was um rescinded from the Champions League team. So clearly it's gotten that bad that the manager said, hey, 
I'd rather take a chance with Mudrick, Enzo, and um, who's the third guy? I forgot who the third person was. But all the new signings that they had, they took Aubameyang out to make the signings, right? And Oh, Jao Felix. That was the other guy. Jao Felix right now is kind of the lone bright spot in the team. But again, he's kind of in the same spot as Kai Havertz. He's more of a 10. He, he can play center forward. I think he's probably a little more clinical than Kai Havertz. But you can't have all the same sort of players because that's been the problem with Chelsea. We don't have an on-and-out striker. But that's not an excuse. For you to be losing games to Southampton, who are dead bottom of the league. This is Chelsea freaking football club. Southampton just got waxed this week, but last week, of course, they beat Chelsea. Because that's just how we are. We're charity. We just give up points, right? And that wild stat that everybody's seen on Twitter, Real Madrid has scored more goals in England than Chelsea have this entire year. Real Madrid play in Spain. They came to England for a mere 24 to 48 hours in a game that they absolutely annihilated Liverpool. They scored five goals. Chelsea have scored four in 2023. Four goals. Like, four freaking goals. Like, I don't even know. There's just no words to describe how bad that is, right? That's terrible. And... It can't be the players because we just spent close to $700 million to bring in new players for the team. So it can't be the players. It's got to be the manager, right? And I hate to be the guy that says, you know, let fire a coach, fire a manager. Especially he's only been here for, what, six months? Not even six months. Maybe like three and a half, four months. But... When you look at the team today, Manchester United just want to care about Cup. Eric Ten Hag has been here for about six, seven months. But you see the improvements. Even if they lost today, you're seeing the product on the field getting better. Manchester United, yes, they made the right signings. They didn't spend $700 million like Chelsea either. Casemiro, Rafael Varane, proven winners. Thiago Silva does not deserve the crap that's going on. With this team. Proven winner. We've got players on our team that are proven winners. Reese James. Champions League winner. Two years ago. Chelsea were in the finals. And won the Champions League final. Was under Thomas Tuchel. A lot of the players are still from that team. Ben Chilwell. Reese James. Thiago Silva. And Gola Conte. Of course he's injured. But uh, he's injured right now. But a lot of the players are still the same. Yeah we've got Kai Havertz. He's still there. So. It can't be the players. Because the players have shown. In the biggest of stages against Manchester City being underdogs, they've won the Champions League. And the manager's just not getting the best from the players. I don't know what it is. He's not motivating them. Something's up. Whatever it is. And the fact that the owners keep backing him is a little mind-boggling to me. Because it almost seems like it's an ego thing, right? Like, oh, we don't want to fire a guy we just hired. It's a long-term project. No, it's not a long-term project because you're not seeing any development. It would be one thing if you were seeing some improvement. Oh, Chelsea, you know, they're, they're, they're losing 3-2. They're losing 4-3. They're, not giving, they're, they're scoring a lot of goals. They're creating opportunities. It's none of that. Our defense isn't amazing. You only need to score one goal because Chelsea won't score one. So if you score one goal, which is an okay defense, like if you get one goal a game, like it's not horrendous. 
But that's the defense is pretty much playing on eggshells because if they give up one opportunity, the game's over. We gave up one right in the beginning of the second half. Talk about no manage, no management, no motivation. I don't know what the thing is. Literally, Tottenham scored in the first 20 seconds of the second half. So whatever they talked about, the first half was atrocious. There, there was a couple chances in the beginning where Chelsea looked like you know that maybe they they'd make some uh, they'd make some leeway, they'd make some hay uh, with some of the passes, but. Second half, nothing, nothing. 20 seconds in, you're down already 1-0 off a really good goal, to be fair. But that's that's a lack of management motivation. How are the players so unready after a first half that was super lackluster? And then when they scored the first goal, I was like, okay, this is a wrap. Like, I don't think Chelsea's coming back. As a fan, like, I want to be optimistic, and I hate making these kind of things because it's depressing i don't like talking about negativity so much but everything that chelsea's been doing has been negative i wish there was something positive to look forward to we talked a lot about enzo fernandez we've talked about a player that have looked legit right or looked solid but it's not translating to wins so it's all irrelevant i don't care how much money you spend if you're not producing on the team if you're not producing on the field who cares and another point that I want to talk about, I'm not sure if anybody's seen this, but there's like, uh, it's kind of been a viral video if you're obviously into football. Um, there's a video of Chelsea walking out of walking out of the tunnel for a game. And literally everybody in there, in the video, stone cold, straight face, no enthusiasm, looks like these guys are just going through the motions. And if the, that means, that, that's, a, that's a strong pointer to the coach if you can't get the guys motivated you can't get the guys ready for games then what are you really doing because it's not the talent there's just no way these Chelsea have brought in a lot of players that are talented Mudrick is talented Enzo Fernandez is talented Jao Felix is very talented these guys are legit players that under the right coach can deliver the goods and I hate to be like like I said I hate to be the guy that said hey you should get fire the coach but Something's got to give, right? It can't just be... You can't get rid of all the players. You just spent a fortune. Over half a billion dollars on players. And Grant Potter, to his credit, and unfortunately his downfall is that he's he's done well with lower level sides. Brighton is not Chelsea. Brighton is closer to Leeds and Southampton than they are to Chelsea in terms of the money, the players, the expectations. Old ownership would definitely not stand for this. Roman Abramovich, for all the things about, you know, why they got rid of him as political stuff, leave that aside. He did not have an ego when it came to Chelsea Football Club. If he messed up, he got rid of the coach. Thomas Tuchel um, came in for Frank Lampard. And Frank Lampard also had that little, you know, he had, he's a club legend. So if anybody should have gotten more extra time to kind of fix things around, it was Frank Lampard. He didn't get that. Roman Abramovich said, nah, bro. It's not working. Time to get rid of you. And again, at that time, I was like, okay, this is a very, you know, strong kind of quick move. But that's been Chelsea's history recently, right? It's ever since, obviously, under the old ownership, it's been, you're not producing results. We got to get out and we're going to win trophies. Chelsea, for all their management, for all the managers that they've had, for all the influx and outflow of managers and players, They've won trophies. But this year, it looks like Chelsea has absolutely no chance to win anything. We're not making the top four. 
we are definitely obviously we're already out of, out of all the other competitions. We're still in the Champions League. It's one zero, and I think God, if like they they need to get rid of the manager, and it's just kind of what it is. The players are not that bad. The players are good, and it's just a very strong contrast from like Eric Ten Hag, where when they started the season, you know they were struggling. They, I think they lost to Brentford four zero, and everybody was talking about oh, it's Eric Ten Hag's job and question and then little by little this guy started to work and build this team and he built it and they've won a trophy they're in the, they've already won the Carabao Cup today 2-0 win against Newcastle United then they're still in the Europa League beating Barcelona which is no small feat because Barcelona's leading La Liga and then they're still in the FA Cup and they still have a chance for the Premier League you can see what a good manager does. We just saw it with the previous Chelsea manager. Thomas Tuchel came in and in six months took them to the FA Cup final and won the Champions League final. Like that is what a coach does. It wasn't like the same players that Frank Lampard had that were struggling, that weren't fixed, that, that were, I guess, not getting it done or not good enough, whatever you want to call it, came under a new management. Thomas Tuchel got these guys going. And I'm not, I'm not here to talk about personalities of players, I mean of coaches, because everybody has their own way of doing things and there's no one right way to do everything. But Graham Potter just seemed like, I know he's not okay with the results, but man, like, I, I got to see that fire. I got to see something. You got to get angry. You got to do something. It's just very nonchalant answers to everything. It's always, oh, we played well. The, the, the guys did their best and... Yada, yada, yada. Like, dude, no, that's not okay. You got to come out and, like, be a little more fiery. You see the kind of stuff that Pep says in the media sometimes, right? You see the stuff that Antonio Conte, Thomas Tuchel did it, Jurgen Klopp. These guys have that fire, that burn. Like, we, this is unacceptable. And I know for a fact that's unacceptable for Graham Potter, too, but you got to have some of that nastiness, that little mean streak to get the players to kind of buy in and change because it's not working. Whatever's going on right now is not working. And it's it's just really depressing because, I, like I said, even this season's a lost cause. But you have a chance. You're only down 1-0 to Dortmund. Coming back for the, away, uh, the home leg. Can Chelsea win 2-0? Of course they can. Are they going to? I have no... No belief right now that we can't even score a goal much less two to advance you only need two you need to win two zero and you advance if that if that's if that's not enough motivation for the the ownership to be like hey we got to get somebody in here before that next leg like I, i just don't i don't get it like i hope things turn around but that's just me being a fan and if i'm thinking really objectively it's embarrassing like it's there's just nothing for me to say like what are we doing? Like, I mean, that's literally what I say every time I'm watching the game. Today I watched the entire game. Like, what are we doing? Like, 90% of the game is like, where's this pass going? Why didn't he move forward? Why isn't he making that run? Too many of the same sort of players. But no end result. I don't even see where there's any improvement or development of anybody. The only player that seems to have gotten better is Kepa. And Kepa has gotten better because Kepa's got confidence. And I love Kepa. And I love the fact that he's fighting. He got his spot back after all those struggles that he had. But that's a goalkeeper. Management, the, the manager, can't. he's not out there, uh, you know, instructing the goalkeeper. 
you got to work with the other 10 players and make sure those guys are in line and tune. And just a random, like, weird lineups and stuff. You got Ruben Loftus-Cheek playing a double pivot in Enzo. When he could have played Zacharia, when he came in, he played pretty well. It's just like random lineups, right? And you, Raheem Sterling came in. He looked pretty. He looked okay. But that's it. Everybody just looks okay. Nobody's looked great. Nobody's done anything to be like, hey, keep me in the starting lineup consistently. A- aside from possibly Thiago Silva and Benoit Badiashio. And Badiashio got benched for Koulibaly. Koulibaly has been solid the last few games. So I'm not really like, oh my God, over the top about it. But how are you building players' confidence when... Barishio has been playing so well, and then you bench him. You're not building those young players' confidence saying, hey, if you keep playing well, we're going to keep giving you time, right? Fafana's come in, and he's looked pretty good, and he's hopefully getting back to being 100%. But there's just nothing, and it sucks. And I hope, you know, it turns around with the new manager because it seems like all the reports is the same. All the reporters keep saying the same thing. They see it as a long-term project. And, you know, they still have faith in Thomas Tuchel. I mean, in God, Thomas Tuchel, please come back, right? <laughs> but they still have faith in Graham Potter. I don't know what the reasoning is. It almost seems like an ego thing, right? Like, they just want to, hey, we, we got a guy, and he's going to fix things around. And uh, Graham Potter, this is the last thing I want to talk about. Graham Potter talked about, oh, it's, a, uh, you know, Liverpool. And, uh, you know, it took uh, Klopp a few years to get stuff going. Yeah, Klopp didn't have $700 million worth of new players either. And Klopp had proven himself at Dortmund. Klopp had coached at levels. Um, I'm not talking about in terms of the same league. I'm saying top clubs. Borussia Dortmund, one of the top 15 clubs in the world. And uh, they talk about, you know, he also talked about Mikel Arteta and how he was close to getting fired and stuff like that. My thing is, there's different ways to, you know, as they say, skin the cat, right? Chelsea's way has been, we will get the right manager in there, and if he doesn't do the job... We will get somebody else in there who can. And we'll still want trophies. And I think if you take the last 10 years, you would take Chelsea's success in Europe, in Premier League, over Liverpool's five, seven years with Jurgen Klopp. Some could say, oh, you know, he worked his way and he got there. That's fine. We just want trophies. And there's no, there's, it, it worked. And it doesn't always work for every, every team like that. And Arsenal, obviously, they've been struggling for a very long time. They're finally getting around to being good. And that's a, you know, a major props to uh, Mikel Arteta and how he's got these guys playing. But would what if you ask an Arsenal fan, would you take Chelsea's last 10 years over theirs? And they absolutely would. We've won Champions League, Europa Leagues, we've won Premier Leagues under different managers. And Arsenal, yes, maybe it'll pay off. You're going to win the Premier League this year. But Dude, this is Chelsea. Like, get it together. I don't... I mean, there's just nothing else to say. It's... I feel like I've been rambling for so long. There's not much to talk about. It's just frustrating every time I think about it. Like, you wake up early to watch Chelsea just lose. But I guess that's what fans do, right? And wanted to get my thoughts out there. Um, If you listen so far, thank you so much for listening. Uh, me rant for 20 minutes, roughly. Um... But I'll kind of cover a little bit more about the NBA. Big game um, happened a little bit earlier today. Uh, Suns versus Bucks. KD should be coming back on Wednesday, as they said. Um, Lakers are playing the Mavericks right now. Um, the NBA is kind of in full swing, and it's you know stretch run, and I really want to cover that. Um, and hopefully, 
Uh, next time I talk about Chelsea on the podcast, it'll be on a more positive note. God, I hope. Um, but we look forward to that and just kind of how things go. Thank you guys so much for listening. On that note, I'm out.